0: You know Jesus. who reminds me of? Sorry that we're like trying to prove to everyone that we have a TikTok account today, but... Um,
1: <laughs> we have... really are. We're like, we're so Gen Z. <laughs> like
0: we have TikToks. <laughs> Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. You took that in a lower register this time. I liked that. I did. It was like sexy. I you know? change it up anyway. Hey, how's it going? It's great.
1: I mean, listen. Just watched this episode a day late. Uh, here we are, all of us a day late, recording. And uh, honestly, I don't even know what I just watched. I just watched it, and I don't know what I just watched. I well, let's unpack yeah, it.
0: Let's unpack that. It was a good. It was a good episode. It just yeah. like I feel like I'm so used to the episodes being bad that when I get a good one, I like don't like fully process it right away. Like I yeah. don't even know what I just watched, but. I, I mean, just dislike it. I just am like, oh, okay, that's that. It feels like how the show is supposed to be before it, every season was just bad. Yeah, and so then we had more to shit talk, but this just feels like what the show is actually supposed to be.
1: Yeah, it's just wholesome, old fashioned wholesome family fun, which is ninety
0: percent because of Michael A. But we'll get there.
1: Yeah, like most of that, he's really carrying a heavy load. Rush him to the hospital. He has back problems from carrying the weight of this season. Literally. But
0: uh, um, yeah, let's get into it. So, yeah, <laughs> we kick off the episode with Katie talking to Caitlin uh, about kind of the parallels between Nick Vile joining Caitlin's season and Blake joining hers. First of all, I'm glad they acknowledged that it was a very similar situation. But second of all, how dare you put Nick Vile and Blake in the same category? Offensive How dare comparison. You?
1: I know that it's like logically, yeah, but also like no, get out of here. I don't want him to be compared to anyone unless it is looking like Sully from Monsters Inc. Hey, may the best monster win. I don't. I don't want that comparison, and nobody should. Nick deserves better. Justice for Nick. I'm glad that she talks to Caitlyn about it, though. We were saying last week, like, why would she not not talk to acknowledge Kate. it? Yeah, the same thing on her season, but. So they do. Yeah. They unpack it. And then Tasha gets the lovely job
0: of telling the gentleman. And you know what? I actually hated that. And I know that it's not Katie's fault. And I know that it's not Tasha's fault, but no. they made Caitlin tell the guys when Nick was joining and it was so awkward and it was so uncomfortable. And you know what? Katie made the decision to have Blake join the season. It's her obligation to tell the guys that Blake is coming. It's not Tasha's job. And I know that that's like no. probably production and not Katie no. or Tasha, but I thought it was fucked up. And like she did go
1: talk to them after, but it was like, yeah, you already like made. And like it's not that any of them were like, wow, I want to fight Tasha because she just told us. <laughs> but I was like, it's literally like your job. You decided to have them stay, and so it was super weird. And then if she was going to talk to them about it later anyway, I was like, why wouldn't you be the one to break the news? But right, so whatever.
0: Break- after Tasha leaves, Blake comes in um, and it is awkward, very akin to Nick Vile joining Caitlin's season. But honestly, I think Nick joined even later than Blake joined. Like, yeah. I think Nick was like a pretty late addition, but Blake comes in. It's super awkward. But what I will say, as much as I don't like Blake, he was pretty self-aware of the situation and he was like, I know you guys don't like me because uh, one of the guys, I think James with the chain necklace was like, how do we know that you have good intentions? Because like, they have obviously been dealing with the Thomas stuff and whatever, and Blake was like, I get that that's confusing because this is technically my third bachelorette, but, like, I want you guys right. to know that, like, I'm here because it's Katie, whatever. So, he was he was pretty self-aware of the situation. Yeah,
1: and he knows, and it's like, I mean, I'm never one to defend Blake Moynes, but, like, you know, he, it wasn't his fault that he had two bachelorettes that he was on their season. Like, you know, their one yeah. season, it was Claire's fault, like...
0: I, I am skeptical
1: of him because I do, as always, I do think that he is kind of a fame monster, um, in my opinion. But I don't think that it's his fault that he's been on three bachelorettes
0: now. Like right. I think the just... fame monster thing though is kind of sad though, because like he's clearly like not very good at it. Like his he has like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, mm. which I understand for the average person is a lot, but if you've been on The Bachelor and you were like you made it pretty far and you have a hundred thousand followers, like that's kind of sad um like i'm i'm sad for you um right I, like that's honestly, the only reason to go on the show
1: i would delete my account i'd be like you know what um it's not working out i thought that i was gonna be a million follower kind of gal
0: i thought that i was gonna get so, a fat Fit fun deal
1: <laughs> all i have is my fucking weird posts with my dog and my cat that's all i have all is my fit posts. tummy tea yeah, literally. So yeah, anyway, so he handles it well. And like the guys, like always, as always, they're going to be like annoyed and then they get over it in about 45 seconds and whatever. Um, however, he does get the one on the first one-on-one date of the episode. So
0: And I was pissed and I understood why the guys were pissed. But then when it cut to Katie, I was like, her reasoning makes sense because she's yeah. letting him in late and the guys are already pissed at her. So she needs to figure out pretty quickly if she actually wants him here or not. And the easiest right. way to do that is just to give him the one on one because then if she doesn't like him, she just immediately sends him home and he was there for like a day and a half. Yeah, no,
1: exactly. i I agreed with her reasoning, and that's kind of what I thought when he got it. I was like, I'm sure she's doing this to see if she actually does need to like weed him out. Yeah, um, but I understood the guy's frustration, but I was like, honestly, I think that he should have had the one-on-one. I was pissed. Like, I was annoyed. I don't want to see Blake on my TV. Are you kidding me? I'm annoyed by that. But, like, I also was like, okay, I mean, I get it. So, also, I just want to note that when he walks in after she's like, because Taysha basically says someone from my season but doesn't say who it is, he walks in and Aaron goes, Blake? (laughs) i was Uh, like vibes my fucking legend i love him it was so funny so anyway just wanted to touch on that
0: i know that you loved uh brennan last season i know that you were a riley i would die for riley girly but like i just and obviously ed but i just really feel that out of all the men that we've recapped as a part of three bachelorette seasons i really think your your soulmate is Aaron. I
1: agree. I
0: love him. He annoys me. Like he does shit on the well, show. Yeah, but like, he's, he's a
1: little gossip. I mean, I'm like, he's always talking shit, but <laughs> I, I mean, we talked, Tara and I talked about this when, when she was on, uh, he reminds me of Connor Saley. Who's like yeah. my favorite, of, one of my favorites of all time. So I think uh, that's so
0: interesting because I Connor Saley is someone that I just don't think about. Like, I don't think about no, it. I don't think I follow him. Nor like, do I. And I feel like
1: that's what he has in common with Aaron. Cause Aaron right now is relevant. <laughs> But like after this, he'll probably go on Paradise and then like, we'll never, see. I won't think about him anymore. Uh, I mean, he'll be around, I'm sure, but like, I won't think about him. And so I feel the same with Connor. And that's why I think I like him. Um, And it's both of them, no thoughts, just no thoughts, just vibes. And that's, I love it. Literally, what are they thinking behind those eyes? Nothing. It's empty.
0: Like, so so, (laughs) anyway. Katie comes in to talk to the guys. And she leads off with the worst thing she's ever asked. She says, How's everybody doing? Obviously, they're bad. Like, they're like, clearly girl, bad. I don't
1: think, like, what are they going to say? Amazing. We A- love okay? Blake. Perfect. So His happy cl- he's here.
0: His clay like, penis looked amazing. Look good for yeah. you. Like, what? Rob it.
1: Like, yeah, I would be like, <laughs> fucking awesome, Katie. He just, just put never it on. Better.
0: He just put it on his shared dresser with some other dude at the La Quinta. His
1: roommate's like Greg. Greg's like, what the fuck? Like it's the Michael fuck A. Thing?
0: Michael A is like, it's my dead wife's birthday and I have to <laughs> like, look at your erect clay penis. Erect
1: clay penis. Anyway, so he gets
0: the so first... She, yeah, so Katie comes in. Sorry, continue. So gives him the first one-on-one date. Um, she basically, I think she just copy-pasted what Caitlin Bristow said to the guys when Nick Vile yeah. showed up. She was like, I just got to give him a chance, see what happens. And I honestly think... Maybe we'll see more of it next week, but it honestly felt like by the end of the episode, Blake being there was a non-issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I liked I like Caitlin. like they kind over it. Yeah, they kind of got over it. And I liked Caitlin Bristow's guys a lot. I thought she had a great season, but I think that Katie has a very, with a few exceptions, I think she is a very emotionally mature group of guys. And I think they got over it pretty quick.
1: Yeah. Well, they were all, they were all targeting their anger at hunter who has the exact same energy as blake to me those two guys could be fucking brothers like there's something <laughs> about them i'm like you guys are the same and i liked hunter a few weeks ago but i just don't think he's like a good fit for her i think blake's actually a better fit for katie we'll get into that your unfortunately, journey unfortunately. with Hunter has been it's something. all over the place because i think everyone's has because he opened up about you know his ex-wife and like his kids and all of that and everyone was like hunter like we love hunter and then this episode he was kind of a dick so like yeah. It's
0: just like, you can't trust any of these people. So she goes on -on one-on-one with Blake and uh, she says the least relatable thing I've ever heard her say, even though she's our relatable queen. She said, I just thrive being outdoors and in nature. Okay. Okay, pick me energy the okay, big me
1: girl energy radiating we get it katie
0: <laughs> she's like it's it had the, her saying that had the same energy as the girl being like oh my god like i wore converse to my prom you know oh my
1: god she's such i love katie she's such a converse to prom
0: girl she's such a converse to prom she's... girl and also being like friends with all the like jocks in high school and like she's that energy Just like converse
1: to prom like oh my god how do you wear that much makeup every day like I and I really like her none of this is shade but also kind of shade I also saw a girl on TikTok this week talk say that Katie looks like she used to bite people as a child (laughs) and I cannot stop thinking about it I am obsessed with it and every time I watch I'm like she does like she looks like she bit people
0: (laughs) Also, she looks like she wore pajama pants to high school
1: Yes. Walked the mile <laughs> in pajama pants. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, we're I just like her reading so her brand. I, I like her so, so much. much. <laughs> She's like one of my favorite people ever. But I'm like, anyway, now that we've literally roasted her over a fire pit. Um, for, for no so, reason. For no fucking reason, other than she like likes Blake. That's annoying. So yeah, they go in there one-on-one in the beginning of this date. And I don't think that this still stood later on. But like Blake seems to ask questions just so that he can talk. Like he was like, have you ever traveled? And Katie was like, oh yeah, I went to this place and this place. And he was like, have you ever been to, was it Africa? Africa.
0: Have you ever been to Africa? And he's like, I go to Africa. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, he's like, Katie, have you ever traveled? She's like, I've been to Ireland. He's like, well, have you ever been to Africa for a month? I go to Africa for a month. (laughs)
1: Like literally, I was like, oh my God. Like, are you about to start throwing hands? Like, why are you fighting right now? It's fucking 11 in the morning and you're riding horses. He just was like asking questions, I feel like just so he could talk about himself. And I was like, this is like annoying.
0: Also, if you're like me and you listen to podcasts while you drive, no, you're not being pulled over. There are sirens in the background of this recording because whenever it happens to me and I'm listening to a podcast, I actively think I'm being pulled over and I almost shit my pants every time. So you're not being pulled over. You're just listening to the podcast. I
1: just could not live on a louder street if I tried to.
0: So then um, we cut back to the house where we find out that there's like enough guys now that have been kind of eliminated where now it's going to go to the kind of later in the season. You see the shift where it becomes two one-on-ones and a group date. So everybody is going to be on a date this week. Um, Obviously, Blake got the first one-on-one. Every other guy is going to go on the group date except for one person. They read the card the name left off is Andrew S, which means that Andrew S is getting the one-on-one and everybody else is going on a group date. You uh, also can- get a
1: lovely feature of America's favorite couple, which is Connor B and Greg um, that's the couple that I'm actually here for.
0: I was like, kind of not on the train with really either of them for a while. I was like, okay. I was like, they're good matches for Katie. And I get why people like them, but I just wasn't like, I wasn't needing to change my undies, you know, like, and and, and like girls on Twitter were like, Oh my God, Greg. And I was like, guys, like it's, he like, looks kind of like, the most average looking
1: man. Right. And like he, I yeah, I like him. It was nothing against him. I just don't think he should be hyped up as much as he is. Like, I was I was seeing thirsty TikToks for Greg, and I was like, Are you all okay? Like, what right. are you seeing right now?
0: Like, he's but, no Dean Ungler, you know. No, um, he's not
1: a fucking like supermodel, he's a night. he's an attractive man, I guess. But
0: like, what are we doing? Anyway, I hate worshiping a man. Um, but then I I will say during this episode. Uh, especially for Greg, we didn't see very much of Connor, but especially for Greg, I think we saw him be very emotional, we saw him be very vulnerable and very compassionate. Like he wasn't talking about his own trauma and getting upset, like he got so worked up hearing about other people's stories and I think it shows that he's very compassionate and I think it shows that he's very empathetic and I think those were all good sides of Greg, but we see them later in the episode, so. Agree,
1: but yeah, I was, I more so just was happy to see him and Connor be together. I think the two of them are very cute. Yeah. um and i think separate, separately separately together yeah separately and with katie i'm like they're fine uh, but together i'm like power power duo right there i love it i'm here right. for it
0: i love anyway. when front runners become friends and then it gets messy yeah i oh my god i can't wait till the end um <laughs> so we cut back to katie and blake and katie i i my opinion on this also changed like yours did when we went to the night portion but after the day portion katie kept being like it's so easy with blake we have such great chemistry and i was like we hardly heard them speak to each other and what it reminded me of was Lauren and Ari, like Ari kept being like, we have the best chemistry. We have the best connection. And then like, we would see the two of them talk. And I was like, do you, Where? but I mean like now they're married and have a bajillion kids and are so happy. So like he was right. right. But like sometimes I think some of the connections that end up forming and being really strong connections don't always translate into great TV. Yeah. I agree. I think people said that last season with Tasha and, uh, and brendan
1: and i fucking loved brendan and i thought that they had a great connection but everyone was like i just don't see it and i was like i think that we're not seeing everything that like is happening because i was like i think that they have a great connection but sometimes that doesn't yeah it doesn't always translate when you're watching right
0: um so i think so much of it is like yeah it's a reality tv show but at the end of the day like when you think about your real life and you think about your relationships like you know me and my boyfriend are not so lovey-dovey pdae like all over each other whatever like I feel like sometimes like those more genuine connections and I hate to flatter Blake but I feel like sometimes like those more genuine connections don't need the fanfare agree
1: um yeah and I feel like we weren't getting it so then she was like we have great connection and I was like what like
0: (laughs) yeah So we go to the dinner portion, and um, there was a couple times this episode, both with Katie and with Michael A., that we as an audience were aware of their stories, but we kind of forgot that other people on the show weren't yet. Trigger warning, we're going to talk about the sexual assault story, so like, skip forward if you're not comfortable. Katie only told certain guys on the group date about her sexual assault story. Right? You forget that there are there are guys in the house that don't know about it, at least of all, Blake, who wasn't even there at the time right. that she shared it. And so he basically asks her, like, how did you come to be so sex positive? Like, blah, 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 blah. And she ends up, um, I know that you and Tara um, summarized it when she talked about it the first time, but she basically recants her story again about, um, no, not recants, that would mean she took it back. She tells her story again about yeah. when she was assaulted. And... I thought it was, I hate to say relatable, but you know, when you've, um, you've told a story so many times that it almost becomes kind of like monotonous. Yeah. Like when you tell something that's traumatic to you, maybe the first like few times you tell it, or when you tell it unexpectedly, it hits you in an emotional way. Like when she went on that group date, I'm sure she wasn't expecting to tell that story, you know, versus like now that she's already told it recently, when she tells it to Blake, it. She says it very like monotone, very straightforward. Yeah. And I felt like people who've been through trauma, whether it be sexual trauma or really anything, I know yeah. that when I've told stories like that from my past, like I fall into that same pattern of like, and then this happened and then this happened yeah. and then this happened. Cause you almost don't want to like let yourself get emotional again. Yeah. Um. Which I thought was honestly I've- for me harder to watch than it was watching her get emotional about it.
1: Yeah, it's, I've done the same thing. And I've, I have a friend who I, who i talked to about my own experience with sexual assault and i remember like when i was talking about it being the same like very monotonous not a yeah. lot going on like not because otherwise like if it's not monotonous y- you'll cry right like it's like if, if it's yeah. not monotonous if it doesn't feel like a routine it's overwhelming so i was telling it very like deadpan and he was like are you like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, I feel like the way I was telling it, of course, the story itself is upsetting, but the way I was telling it was also like, kind of sca- like sad and scary. No, you like, I agree. Diso- you like dissociate from the
0: feelings of it. Cause otherwise
1: you're never going to be able to get through it.
0: Yeah. It was, it was very sad to watch. I think it was I, for me as a viewer, harder to watch than the yeah. first time she told the story. Um, and then she talks about, um, the Me Too movement kind of inspiring her to take her power back with the situation and, all that kind of stuff, especially because the Me Too movement should not be political, um, but it is, and it has yeah. become political. And typically ABC tends to veer away from political conversations, as we've talked about, but they've gotten much more open about talking about about Black Lives Matter, which again, should yeah. not be political, but is, and yeah. meet the Me Too movement and all that kind of stuff. So it was refreshing that that sentence in particular didn't get cut. Yeah. Um. And then- this is where I was wondering if you noticed it, but the longer you watch the show, the more you start to learn their little like editing like things that they do. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the editors of this show and the producers are aware that Blake is not super well liked because once Katie started to ask him questions, like you you literally hear her yeah. say, "Have you ever been in love before?" and then the music plays over it and they don't show him answer any type of questions. No. And I I just got like a montage
1: and it was like weird. I was like, am I watching a Disney channel original right now? Like where, like, are are we going to hear him talk or no? And it was just her asking questions and then like, like fluttery music. I was like, what the hell?
0: Right. Like, I don't feel like I know. And this is, I mean, this is his third Bachelorette and I don't feel like I know any more about Blake than I did ever, you know, like, and, and she was asking him questions and then she was like, this is such a great connection, blah, 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 blah. But we didn't get to see any of it. And part of me wonders if, I don't think he gave controversial answers to anything, but I think they just know that he's not super well-liked. And so the less they have him say, the more at the end we'll be like, yay, they're together, you know? Like, right. It was super, I feel like I know more about, you know, the guys this season than
1: I do about Blake. And I've watched Blake now on two seasons. Like this is the second season that I don't know anything about. I don't know about his family life. Like she asked, have you ever been in love? Like you said, and like, they played I would have right over it. I would have loved to hear that answer. I want to know about Blake's relationship history. You know, like, yeah. I, like, I don't feel like we know him at all. And it's so weird that they would cut, especially based on the fact that, like, I think he's going to go pretty far. Yeah. Why would they cut such important, you know, like, conversation? I was like, yeah. if he's, like, a front runner, you should... And you're probably right. I'm sure it's, like, they, the less he says, the better to them. But
0: I'm like, I think that I want to know about him if he's, like if he's gonna, gonna go far yeah. here and it, you see it cut back to the house um and it's like greg and connor maybe and maybe somebody else talking front runner guys are sitting there having a conversation and one of them says do you think that blake is gonna go far and the other guy's like yeah yeah i think it was greg it was, and connor i think it was
1: greg and connor yeah they're like and, bonding. oh yeah yeah because yeah. greg
0: was like do you see him going far and connor was like yeah i do or he said do you think you, he's a threat and connor was like yeah a big one yeah and Greg was like, Yeah, Bl- I could see her being attracted to his energy. And that's exactly what it is. Like, mm-hmm. Katie is loud. She's outspoken. She's fun. Like, I mean, this in an all in very positive way. Like, I'm also a very loud yeah. person, but like, she's outspoken. She's loud. She's fun. Like, Blake, I think, matches her energy. And I think yeah. that is threatening for people like Greg and Connor who are more, they have great connections with her, but they're more subdued. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But then we see them dance. They do the thing that I hate the most on this show where they dance to some Z-list country singer. It's not Temecula Road. Once you get to that point of the date, it's so late in the date. It's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like they
1: had their dinner conversation. I don't need to watch a montage of them dancing and kissing. Like, I don't care. I get it. They're doing it. I know that it happens. I just don't need to see it. So honestly though, um, I saw more of a connection between them then than I did at any other point during the date. Because we don't like Blake in this house. I unfortunately do think people are right in saying that like they are compatible. And I do think that they're compatible, which is so weird because I love Katie so much and hate Blake so much, but I see it. Like I see the connection and it's unfortunate. I wish I didn't. I wish I were like, they don't yeah. even like each other, but they do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we go to the group date, which has some dumb name, but the important thing is that <laughs> Wells Adams is there. We get our once a season Wells Adams moment. And actually oh this God. entire, we shouldn't have even recorded a podcast this week. We should have just posted an episode recording of just us saying Wells Adams shorts. Wells Adams shorts. That's, that's all. What the episode Thank you so much. That's, that's it.
1: That's the That's, all, that's all folks. That's all that time. mattered. Yeah, I um, love him, obviously. Uh, never. I'm never not talking about Wells. So uh, I was, of course, so excited to see him, even though he always does the most violent dates. When, when it hits the fan. he's They bring him in when they know someone's going to get their shit rocked. They're like, Wells, yeah. you got to host this date. Someone might
0: die. He's like, I'm in. Which, Which I'm pretty sure those coach. were like the dates when he was on JoJo season that he like wasn't good at.
1: Yeah. So he comes in and they're like, we're playing a sports compilation game of every sport ever. And you're all going to wear
0: unitards. (laughs) Great. So love it. What could go wrong? Aaron said my favorite thing that he's ever said as Katie's bestie. And he's at the moment. He looks at the camera and just goes, Hunter is a circus dude. (laughs) so funny and I love. I he's so funny. pissing myself
1: I was like just dude, it's a perfect description Hunter is it, a circus dude it is it's like how is that so accurate without any context and so <laughs> uh yeah so they're all like yeah they're yeah, you have know I've seen, seen the TikTok that puts all the contestants next to characters they look like I think I have yes 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 and someone put
0: Hunter next to Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> yeah, he does look like Wreck
1: It Ralph. Maybe that's why I think he and Blake are similar because they both look like like, like Ralph. Pixar characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like not hot ones. So, <laughs> no offense, Wreck It Ralph. Um, if you hear this, Wreck It Ralph, if you hear this, I, I I'm sorry, Wreck It Ralph. Uh, if you hear this, so, you're a smoke show, but <laughs> you're a smoke show. Yeah. So I fucking love Erin. Um, as her best friend. So yeah, they're like, we're going to wear unitards and attack each other and it's going to be messy and um, (laughs) dicks out for Katie, I guess. And so, and like, obviously there's always people, Michael A was like, all these dudes are so ripped and I'm over here with my dad bod. And I was like, I love your dad bod, Michael A, like never change.
0: (laughs) She's so cute. I love him. The game per always, we talk about this every season when they have a violent date, they're always like, I can't see how this could go wrong. And then it immediately gets violent. Um, Hunter treated this like he was playing professional rugby. Like, he, he was, like, in it. And I was like, they this told, is the fucking bachelorette.
1: Like, they told everyone else it was a game, and they told Hunter it was the Hunger Games. <laughs> you either kill or get killed. So, and he was like, fuck yeah.
0: Fight. Just fight it. He was He was so aggressive. He was definitely the reason that the game... Got like aggressive and, and the hardest hit did not end up coming from Hunter. It came from Justin who tackled Michael a super hard. We watched his head hit the ground, did not look good. He couldn't move at the dinner date. Like I wrote the group night portion, whatever. And Justin immediately comes up to him and is like, I am so sorry. Like he was being so apologetic, but it was very clear that, that Justin probably would not have gotten that aggressive if Hunter had not. Right basically made everybody get that aggressive by taking right. it there like it was like the nature of the game i don't i don't blame
1: justin at all i feel like he just was playing the game uh the way yeah. that everyone else was playing the game the hunger games yeah. and um unfortunately it got taken out on michael
0: a our little baby um I but he was okay and i, I love justin fuck anyone up That tries to come in the way of Michael A. Like I would literally, I don't know that I've ever felt so protective over a person on reality television as I do about Michael A. No, I'm like, literally, Justin, I love you. I'll fuck your face up.
1: You're not gonna be able to make those facial expressions anymore if you attack my little baby like that. (laughs) I was like go fuck it but then I mean of course and it's and I really like Justin actually beyond just his facial expressions I I I really like him I like watching him I think he's fun um and he like the men on this season with kind of the exception of Hunter at this point I feel probably Blake because he doesn't know anyone um are so supportive of each other and he immediately was just like I'm so sorry like what you know so kind and Michael's just like the sweetest man alive so he's like Yeah, I'm okay. And like, he was fine. Thank God. And like Katie was scared. So this was also the other aspect of this date that I, that they always do is like, whichever team wins gets to have the night portion. And it's like, God damn it. But then she decides because it got so fucking violent she was like, um, there's, you know, no real winners and we're all going to the night portion. And they're like, yay. And it's like, okay, great. It
0: was, I agree that everyone should have been invited because it obviously went to a very weird place. But also if I had to hear Aaron look at the camera one more time and be like, Katie said, we're all winners. So I was like, you literally sound like a first grader that like lost a game (laughs) in gym. And you're like, well, Miss Katie said that we're all winners.
1: He's literally a child. He's the soccer kid who gets a trophy no matter what and is the worst player on the team and sits and picks grass, but still gets a trophy. Uh, and he's like, well, Katie said this. And he's like, literally just her best friend. He's like, well, my best friend told me this about you, dude. Like wingman for all of them. So they all get to go to the night portion, which like I like because I hate the dates when it's like, oh, but you might not even get to fucking talk to her. You might just get your the shit rocked out of you and then not even get to talk to her. But it was a lot of guys to go on one date, like thirteen dudes, yeah. uh, to go on one night portion. And I feel like I was also like, oh my god! And obviously, we see like the guys fighting for time this whole episode and always.
0: But always, that's the running. So that's like that's like there. That's up there with for the right reasons. Like I'm just trying to get time. Just um, trying to get time. Yeah. So then we go to the night portion. Katie pulls Michael first because um, obviously he got injured and he also he's just an angel. Um, yes. And Michael tells Katie that it was Laura's birthday the day before, um, which sucks. I mean, it just really sucks. And he it's said sad. he was like, the hardest part is just that like normally he celebrates that with his son and with his family. Um, and obviously like he doesn't even have a phone. Like he can't even like, that's gotta be so fucking hard. And like, I just, you know, whose energy reminds me of um, it, his energy reminds me a lot of Amanda Clutes. Yeah. Um, and the way that they talk about their deceased partner, who they lost yeah. very young, um, who they share children with and I, th- their energy just very much reminds me of each other. And Amanda Klutz yeah. is also a person that I will fuck someone up over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they like, just remind me of each other. They have like a very I feel similar. The same
1: with Emily Maynard too. Yeah. Uh, similar stories. Yeah. Uh, she was really young when her, um boyfriend it was her it wasn't her husband but they were engaged she was like in her like 19 or something yeah but similar very similar stories as well where she has a baby and it's it's ricky's and i feel like they're very like i don't know the way they talk about it it's like so heartbreaking but it's also so they're just they're so um mature emotionally mature and like so yeah. like it it sucks and it's hard but it's like it doesn't mean that i'm not you know here for the right reasons or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm not functioning and whatever. So
0: yeah, yeah. Love him. Would so do we have for this him. like beautiful conversation with Katie about how it was Laura's birthday, and obviously she's wonderful about it. Um, and then we see Connor B talk to Katie and he He, like, I'm going to, I like Connor B just like I like Katie, but just like I roasted Katie for her pick me energy. Like, I'm going to roast Connor for a second for like him being like, I'm so quirky. I play the ukulele. Like that's such like- It's my least favorite energy when people are like, I'm so like weird and quirky. I play the ukulele. Like Like, I'm just,
1: I can't. (laughs) I don't want to watch it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's like on the show Search Party on um, HBO. There's a guy who, the boyfriend in it, like constantly is playing the ukulele. And you're like, this guy sucks. Like what the fuck? I actually love him. But it's like so annoying. I'm like, who do you think
0: you are? Like, what are you doing So weird. It's so weird. Um, Like, don't be obsessed with your ukulele. Like if you play it, play it. But like- It's also so embarrassing. Like play the guitar, you coward. Like
1: don't play the ukulele, obviously.
0: Learn the few extra chords.
1: Play (laughs) a fucking cello like an adult. Like it's so weird that it's the ukulele. I'm like, I know that it's convenient for you to pack, but like that's, I don't want to see it. I don't care. Yeah, pick me boy energy and such a waste of time. I don't want to watch him play a song for three minutes when I could be watching anyone else do anything else. I'm going to
0: actually get into that later on. Uh, I, I don't understand why I needed to watch Connor play a song for three minutes when Courtney gets sent, Courtney gets sent home later in the episode. And Katie looks at him very earnestly and says, I'm so proud of you. And yeah. it's very clear that Courtney, um, confided something in Katie or that they had some kind of connection Right. and we learned nothing about it. And then he sent home and we watched her say, I'm so proud of you. And we have no idea for what. No, we have like, no
1: idea. And, and, um, I feel like she posted about it actually, and I didn't watch because I hadn't watched the episode yet, so I didn't want to spoil it. And then also with uh, the Blake thing that we were talking about, where it's like, why don't I? Yeah, why don't I know anything about Blake? But I watched Connor B. play as you for so long, and I like Connor B. Again, it's like nothing against him. I'm like, I just don't give a fuck if you play. It could have been. It could have been anyone I like, and I would have been like, this sucks. And then we also get Trey. They don't. It's again like a montage, so you don't get a lot of the conversation. You get Trey go would you ever want to take a dance class? I really want to learn how to salsa. <laughs> and I was like, um, very iconic behavior. I was like dying. I thought that was so funny that that's what they chose to show of like their was conversation. So <laughs> I was like, are you, did he say anything else? That was it. Like they got like five Nothing. seconds together and Nothing. that was that was the conversation. <laughs> I'm obsessed. So I like when that. we don't get context. I'm just like, oh, I love okay. it. I'm he like, to honestly, to salsa.
0: that's it. Bye, case closed. Then, so... Yeah, In in the moment, also in this montage, we get James, Necklace Guy James. This sentence, if anyone asks me what what toxic masculinity means, it's going to be this sentence said by James. He said, it's a testament to Katie that we were all willing to put our health and wellness on the line to impress her. James (laughs) stresses
1: me the fuck out. Why does he look like that? Why does he dress like that? Why does he act like that? It's a who, what, where, when, and why situation. Um, Like, what the fuck is absolutely ever going on with this guy? I don't understand. I feel like he's gotten like no screen time. I don't know who he is. And then he randomly is like there in his Dwayne the Rock Johnson outfit, <laughs> with like a turtleneck and chains. And his hair is like, fucking slicked back with like concrete, like it, that shit's not moving. And he's so fucking weird. I'm like, why does he get screen time? Who even is this man? I've never seen him before. There was a guy who went home tonight. I had never seen him. Before. I
0: literally, Emily, when I wrote down who went no, home, I was like, went home. Courtney and two men I have never seen before. I literally, never one of them him. I
1: had seen a little bit. I literally was like, who the fuck are you? Like, you yeah. must've been a late addition. I've never seen you before. I've never anyway. seen Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, so James uh, is a weirdo.
0: And all the guys are like, yeah, today got a little aggressive. Like it was kind of uncomfortable, whatever. And then it cuts to Hunter and he's like, I loved today. Like literally. <laughs> and then he's like, he like beats the fuck out of all of these guys. And then he sits down with Katie and he's like, look at these pictures of my kids. Aren't I such a good dad? I'm like, what? Like, like, okay. Which is not to say that a, B, Z, like Which is not to say that Hunter is not a good father. He probably is a perfectly fine father but it was just weird to see him like turn on a dime like that of like beating the ever living shit out of all of these guys. And then being like, look at my kids. I love them so much. L- like, it was just a weird, it was a weird transition, so weird.
1: Yeah. I, cause basically then suddenly, and I think this is why everyone got over Blake seemingly uh, Hunter is public enemy. Number one. They're like, he fucked our shit up. Fuck this guy. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, especially Aaron who loves talking shit and aaron's like fuck this guy and i'm like my little gossip um he's like such a fucking gossip so they're all like annoyed and then hunter is very confident he's gonna get the rose and i'm like okay so he's not yeah (laughs) right i'm like he's not gonna get it and i'm like i hope michael a gets it like he had a rough day it was his wife's birthday um and he's like super confident Hunter's super confident about it and i'm like Okay, this is like weird. Like, and again, it's like an up. Hunter is so up and down for me because I've never, I've never been like team Hunter, but I've also never been like team anti Hunter. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah he has his moments where I'm very impressed with him, and then tonight I was like, well, you soiled it, you fucking soiled it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's like talking to Katie, and they're all gossiping, and then. They're all talking. I'm gonna cry because Michael I, A. I literally almost started and crying when I was watching I was, it. I was like crying and I was like, "This show should not be making me cry. It is literally trash yeah. on television." So Michael A. They're talking about you know Katie and how much they care about her and everything. And Michael A. basically opens up to the men, which we forgot that he had opened up to some of the guys before, but not all of them.
0: He had and only he talked like, to I think like Michael, two of them, Michael P. and yeah. like one other guy. Like, and then and Katie was like
1: yeah yeah no it was it wasn't all of them and yeah. so he was like you know I'm a widow and yesterday was my wife's birthday and like is getting emotional of course and like Greg is having like an in the moment during this as well as talking to Michael yeah and is, like he just carries himself in such a way like he's so joyful I never would have known and like I just can't believe what he's been through and like yeah they're crying and Michael's crying and then they're like hugging Michael and he's like I can't move and they're like
0: like, I'm so sorry, man. It was, was like, like a very <laughs> um, nice thing to watch, especially after the most like toxically masculine date they could have gone yeah. on earlier that day. Yeah. It was like nice to see it. Cause it wasn't just Greg that got emotional. A no. lot of the guys were getting very um emotional about it. And I think it might've been Trey um who was saying like, I can't even imagine like finding your person and like losing that. Like, it's just like, it's so heartbreaking. And Greg definitely had a a very strong reaction to it and he was like I think something that I could relate to about what Greg was saying and, and is in the moment is he's like I'm here getting upset about the stupidest fucking shit and like Michael is like always has a smile on his face and like
1: yeah, so I, I think it was an important moment for Greg because I feel like Katie kind of talked to him about <laughs> Katie also said to him that he has a resting sad face, which is really funny. Um, but she kind of talked about Greg and how he feels like, like she feels like he's uncomfortable on group dates. And I think Greg has a little bit of a jealousy thing happening um, which is normal on this show, but I feel like this moment was really important for Greg to have. I was like, I feel like this perspective is like really um, good for him. And like kind of giving the the context of like, first of all, like these guys are not your enemies and they're good people and like, you know, love and support always. But then also just like, you know, like he said, it's like, I get upset over the stupidest shit. And then here's Michael
0: and like everything he's gone through. Yeah. Um, Really beautiful moment. And like, even when Greg talked about his dad, I was like, okay, like that was nice. But this was the first time that I actually felt probably for the same reason that, you know, we were saying, you know, when Katie was talking about her, you know, trauma, you kind of shut down after a certain period of time. I think even when Greg was talking about his dad, you can tell that this is something that is so raw for him that he kind of gets non-emotional when he talks about it. Versus this, I think we just caught a very um, like honest glimpse of him being vulnerable and getting upset. And I hate to say that I wish Katie saw it, but I think that that's something that she is missing in her relationship with Greg. Yeah, and I think I that, I, I hate to say like, oh, I wish Katie saw him cry. But like, I, I kind of wish yeah. that Katie had seen that moment because I think it did show a different side of Greg that I think she feels like she's missing from Greg. I agree. And I feel like after they went on their one-on-one, everyone
1: was like, they're so perfect for each other. They're so connected. they're da-da-da. And I was like, I just don't see it really. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I, again, you and I are the same with him. We don't hate him. I don't, he's he's not my enemy. I don't hate him. There's plenty of guys I don't like and he's not one of them. He's fine. But I'd still, even after that, yeah. After they talked about their dads, like I still was like, I don't really get it. Like, I don't really get why everyone was so obsessed. And I feel like this was a really important moment. I would have liked, I obviously wouldn't have liked for, yeah, Katie to see it, but I think it's like, I think also she would have just appreciated that moment for all the guys, the fact of that seeing them. They be there are for Michael and yeah, like this, like they're just kind and they care about each other genuinely. Yeah. And like, and nobody was like, you know, at least we didn't see. I feel like with the toxic masculinity thing, it would be a possibility for one of the guys to be like, "Well, why are you on the show if your wife just died?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's like this, like recency thing you know it's like oh it happened so recently like why are you here or, like if you're still so sad yeah. why are you here that like obviously didn't happen because she has like really good guys who yeah, aren't gonna does. be like fuck you like you know what i mean like it would be horrible if somebody said that but like i don't know i'm never surprised by shit that the, the especially men on the bachelorette say so right i so but then- i loved i loved that moment
0: even though we have this beautiful moment where we are all seeing everyone support Michael, Michael obviously deserved the group date rose, but she gives it to Hunter, which makes no fucking sense. Um, And then Katie, when she told Greg that he was like, he looked like a sad puppy, like a lost puppy. He's like, I don't want to be a lost puppy. The second she gives Hunter the group date rose, they pan to Greg looking like the sat like the most hang Sad. dog expression you've ever seen in your life I was like this is what she means Greg this is like what Greg, she means
1: hey remember when we talked about this 45 seconds ago this is this is that um <laughs> yeah I was like ugh, ugh. I mean obviously Greg wasn't gonna get it but I was I feel like she didn't give it to Michael because he's had a one-on-one and I guess I feel like she probably was like he's had a one-on-one like he got yeah. a rose there and like whatever but I was sad because I was like, we all want Michael A. We didn't want Hunter. I think what's Hunter, gonna happen at this point for me is just someone I don't care about. I'm like, I just don't care. I, I just like my- don't think he should be here. I don't think they're soulmates. So I think that he should go home. But I don't, I don't ca- I don't care.
0: Like my prediction for Hunter is that he's gonna be riding cloud nine because he got the rose this week. Next week she's gonna give him a one on one, or maybe the week after, and then he's gonna go home. Yeah, and so. he'll go home on the I think he'll go home on a date, whether it's a one-on-one or a two-on-one.
1: I think he'll go home on a date. Yeah. Um, I would
0: love I would love a two-on-one
1: of like Aaron or or Justin <laughs> and Hunter oh justin and hunter two on one would be magnifique i would i would love i would love an aaron one too but i think both of them should go home like because i love aaron i just they're not gonna be together so like aaron should leave yeah so he gets hunter gets the rose which is annoying i always i generally don't like when someone is super confident that they're gonna get it and they were kind of a dick all day and then they actually do get it you're like fuck you i wanted you to be wrong right
0: so that's basically the end of the group date. Uh, the next thing is Andrew S is one-on-one and it's fully dark outside. And Andrew S is sitting on the couch and he's like, our date's really late. And you can tell this means that he thinks he's getting less time and that it's yeah. just going to be like a short date. Yeah. And that's got to be hard because you see every other guy get all fucking day. And then it's yeah. like 9 PM and you're like, is Katie coming to get me or No. So she does come and get him, um, and they do this, like, cute little envelope date in the woods where there's all these, like, string lights. It looked beautiful, yeah. and there were envelopes hanging from strings, and he had to, like, help her up to grab them, and then it would be questions or, you know, it was kind of like a truth or dare type game, but. um, yeah. But, like, not, like, bachelor truth or
1: dare, which is just, like,
0: eat Get worms. in the hot tub.
1: Eat, <laughs> eat, worms, eat worms, you worms. fucking dick. Like, what the hell? It was, like, actually the truth part of it, which was just, like, <laughs> and be silly what's your favorite dance move like okay what anyway but it was cute honestly I was like I liked I thought the the date was good the concept of it was good obviously with these seasons where they're not traveling um yeah I don't even know if they'd be traveling yet anyway but it's hard to find shit to do so I liked I liked it I thought it was good and I feel like Andrew has been a front runner, but we don't know Andrew super well. So I liked like yeah. that she got this date with him where it was like getting to know each other. Better. I
0: am glad that the dinner portion went well, because I'm not going to lie. During the envelope date, I was getting like easy vibes yeah, from Tayshia, where it felt like they had a really strong connection and then they got to the date and like easy was super into it and Tayshia wasn't like, that was the vibe I was getting from this, but then I was wrong. And They go to the dinner portion and we learn that when he was six years old, his dad got arrested, went to jail. And then he kind of became very invested in football. um, And he kind of poured all of himself into football. And then he said that it was always really hard for him growing up because he would look out into the stands and like all the kids had their parents there except for him and how this has led to the conversation basically leads to Katie and Andrew sharing a mutual feeling of like Katie had divorced parents. She ended up losing her dad and just feeling like they want a healthy, happy marriage because neither of them really got to have one growing up or, or witness one rather. And we knew about this connection between Andrew and Katie. They had talked about it before, but I'm glad that we kind of got to hear them talk about it a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. I think it's a very relatable and real problem. Like a lot, whether it's d- divorce or death or whatever, if you grow up in a single parent or sometimes a no parent, you know, household you crave that stability and those normal relationships more. Um, So I thought it was very relatable. Yeah. I loved,
1: I mean, I just liked that we got to see more of Andrew. Like I said, like he's been a front runner and it like, I, I follow the bachelor uh, data page, which is like just posting about (laughs) like screen time and stuff. It's really interesting. It really is. Like I like it. Um, And he's gotten some of the most screen time of any of the guys and I still felt like I was like, I don't feel like I, other than like last episode, I feel like we got like a good idea of yeah. like his character more. I was like, I still don't feel like I really know anything about him. So I'm glad that he got a one-on-one. I felt like it was inevitable that he would be the one with the next one-on-one. I feel like that was like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Right. So then so, um, the kind of brutal also,
1: part of the date, oh, he's sorry. Clay Harbor's cousin. Uh, oh Clay. shit! Yeah, they're related or something, cousins or something. I hate Clay Harbor. Um, oh, okay. I think he's the most one of the most annoying fucking people to watch on television because his voice is like, so Nicole and I went on a date, <laughs> and he always sounds like he's about to cry and piss himself, and I'm like, are you fucking okay? Like, hello. I I work on it he's a really annoying person to watch on tv when he was on paradise I was like I can't fucking deal with this anymore and also his relationship with
0: Nicole was so annoying um but his relationship with Angela before his relationship with Nicole was Angela came back
1: Angela's on the island and Nicole you know she's upset I'm like oh my god um I hate Clay Harbor anyway they're cousins (laughs) who knew uh, and Andrew's I, so likeable but I love Andrew so I was like you know what I'm willing to put put the clay thing behind us but also I still oh. will recklessly make fun of clay at <laughs> any opportunity I get I'm just like so yeah anyway
0: so then we get to the kind of brutal part of the date where um Andrew opens up about how he had dated a white woman prior to Katie and that she had been worried and he prefaced this by saying trust me I know her she's not a racist But this was definitely a microaggression. Um, she She probably didn't think she was telling him this in a racist way, but it is. And she says that she had been worried about if they had children, those children would obviously be biracial and that she was insecure about like being in public and people asking her if those were her kids. And the look that crosses Katie's face uh, like she was like, first of all, I've never thought of that. Like I've never, and she, she yeah. what I like about Katie too, is I think she's very aware of her position as a white woman in this country. And she she said multiple times, she was like, maybe this is me being naive because I'm a white woman. But that thought wouldn't even cross my mind. Like and she was like, if anybody ever thought that while I was in public with our kids, like I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. we saw a similar conversation between Rachel Lindsay and Nick which abc is is slowly becoming more woke and slowly starting to introduce these conversations but it was definitely a lot more uncommon when rachel and nick had the conversation i think that was kind of the first time that sort of subject had been tackled on the show um but this was obviously very sensitive as well and it's sad like he said he was like i hate that i have to talk about this but i mean i i, I mean i can't say i understand because i don't experience it but i can I can see why as a black man going on this show with a white lead, like this is something that would be in your brain. Yeah, I just, I, it was upsetting because I feel for him that he had to go
1: through that and experience that with somebody that he said, he was like, I thought I was going to propose to this woman. Like he was like, I
0: was going to marry her. And it's also, I think it's pretty clear that it's not the reason they broke up because- if it was the reason they broke up, I I don't think he would have said the whole, oh, trust me, I know her, like, she's not racist. Yeah. Like, if that was the reason they broke up, that would be racist. Like, that would be a pretty yeah. fucking racist reason to break up with someone. But, which is not to say that it wasn't racist, because I feel that it was, but I think I, yeah. that because he dated her for so long, oh, I, I mean... I, I don't know i feel like it's it's just i feel for him right. because he clearly still feels protective over this woman enough to be like oh trust me she's not a racist but like that's a fucked up thing that she said that to him like it is and so. that she
1: felt that at all is so fucked right. and like i just right. it sucks and it's like it's horrible it's it's so shitty and as uh like white women it's something where it's like pay a, pay attention like fucking pay attention because like yeah. we obviously can't um we don't we can't empathize with Andrew. We're not in his position, but we can, as white women, like understand that that's a completely heinous thing to feel and say. Well, and, and like, like, and try and like be like, no, I would never. I would never say that, and I would never try to make
0: a partner feel like that if I were if, dating, if, you know, a
1: black man or a, or a person of
0: color. If you feel that way first of all, you probably should not be dating a person of color because you clearly don't have any sort of empathy or sympathy, or I always get the two confused. Um, I went to a state school. Um, I I was confused, but you probably should not be dating a person of color because you very clearly don't have the emotional capacity to understand what they're experiencing. But if you are, and you love this person and you catch yourself feeling that way, that's a you problem that you need to unpack. You need to, fucking unpack that in therapy doing whatever you need to do like to put that on to put that on him is so upsetting is like yeah disgusting honestly so yeah i
1: really i mean i already really liked him i thought that their date was already you know really great and honest and open but this conversation was um enlightening it was a good end to the date. He gets the rose, um, and he then- gets the rose in a hot tub. And I was like, yeah, stick it in him. Like stick it in his skin. Like he will you accept this rose could dunk like right fucking in his <laughs> chest. I was like, Oh my God. So funny. I was like, how are you going to pin it on him? <laughs>
0: um, so then, um, we go to the cocktail party and, Hunter gets the group date rose and he just thinks now that he's like at Greg and like Michael A. level of front runner. He he like thinks that they're engaged. I'm
1: like, are you, (laughs) what the fuck is going on in
0: your Literally gets one rose. And and I understand that a rose is a rose when it comes to the rose ceremony, but a group date rose is different than a one-on-one rose. Like yeah, you got the group date rose because she doesn't know any of you that well. And you, for whatever reason, stood out. Like, right. I understand they have the same point value when it comes to the Rose ceremony, but like, you are not a Greg, you are not a Michael A. Like, and you're not probably
1: going to get a one-on-one. And maybe if you get a one-on-one, he's one where if he gets a one-on-one it's because she really doesn't know if she wants to keep him. I think. Right. Like some guys it's like with Michael A. and Greg, I felt more like she was giving the one-on-one because she knows she likes them and she wants to like pursue it. Yeah. Uh, With him. I'm like, if you get a one-on-one, it's because she's, is probably thinking about sending you home. So yeah, he suddenly thinks he's fucking king of the bachelor. Uh, He's like, (laughs) I I run this shit. Like, what the fuck? And so then they're, you know, at the cocktail party and he does the thing that I hate, which is already has a rose and then tries to take up all her fucking time (laughs) at the cocktail party where nobody's been able to talk to her. And he's like, I have this telescope.
0: God damn it. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. She's like- Clearly annoyed too. Like she's clearly annoyed. And he's like telling her about how his feelings for her getting so strong and all this stuff. And I'm like, you've literally probably in this entire like three weeks they've been there or whatever, he's probably spoken to her for under an hour total. Yeah. Like they're, they don't even know each other. And he's like riding the high of already
1: having a rose. But I'm like, if you already have a rose, I'm not saying don't talk to them at all, but like you only need a fucking. Three minute, five minute conversation. Like right. you have a rose. I know that it's not about the other people. I know you're not here to make friends. You're here to be America's next top model. I don't give a fuck. Like be respectful of other people's time. You would hate if he would, Hunter would hate that. if someone did that to him. James he said would that. It.
0: Yeah. He was talking to whoever he was talking to. And this was the first time we really saw James do anything. And I this did episode, like it. Yeah. I usually don't like when people interrupt people. No, but. but- I respected it because James said he was like Hunter would hate if someone were doing this to him and he didn't have a rose this week. Yeah. So James goes down and interrupts. Um, and then Hunter, like, I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times on this podcast where like our least favorite type of bachelorette contestant is the type of bachelorette contestant who views it like it's a football game. Yeah. And it goes to him in the moment. And as we've already learned this episode, he's very competitive Mm -hmm. it goes to his in the moment. And he's like, I lost my time, but don't you worry, I'll get it back. And I was like, okay, like, what are you, what like...
1: the fuck? Are you taking the fucking SAT? Like, what Like what are you clocking, dude? Hey, have you seen the TikTok of the guy that pretends to be, like, the worst kid at certain events? Yes! Oh,
0: my God. That's Hunter. Mother! Yeah, he literally is. He's, <laughs> he's so
1: fucking annoying. He's
0: the worst guy to have, like, the worst kid to be on, like, a, a kickball team with. Like, that's Hunter. Oh, my God you would hate like you would hate like if you went we and honestly we did
1: if you went to high school with this kid you fucking hated him you hated him in high school he sucked in high school he sucks now but he sucked a lot in high school um and so yeah he's just like treating it like it's a fucking race i'm like jesus christ and like meanwhile james we haven't seen james at all and it's because he never talks to katie so i'm like yeah go get your time babe like fucking go Get your get your time. You go get, get your time. You're dating Dwayne the Rock
0: Johnson. Dwayne the Rock
1: Johnson and your fucking weird. Ha- I cannot stand the hair, but it doesn't matter. Imagine like kissing <laughs> him and you like touch his head and it's just like rock hard. It's like a helmet. um But either way, so he's like, "Can I talk to her?" And Hunter's like, "No, I need a few more minutes." Hunter, go fuck yourself. Literally, go yeah. fuck yourself with a chainsaw. Like I am. Like
0: I'm oh so tired. God.
1: I'm violent. I'm so tired of it. Goddamn.
0: I think. I was about to say, I was listening to a Bachelor podcast, but it actually might've been the episode that you and Tara did, and that's the Bachelor podcast I was listening to. Was it you guys that were talking about how you feel like the lead is not allowed to say no when people interrupt? Yeah, I do feel like that's true. And I had never thought about it until you and Tara talked about it. But I think that that's true because if the lead were allowed to say no, I think so many of these confrontations wouldn't happen. Yeah, I agree. And or, or say yes. I, I think that they're not allowed to say anything. I think that the contestant being interrupted has to give an answer. So yeah, I after you guys talked about that, it's happened, I think, twice since then. And, and both times I've been like, yeah, she really doesn't say anything when it happens. And I wonder if she's just not allowed. Yeah. I love yeah, taking so, away a woman's voice.
1: Yeah, and he just keeps fucking talking. I'm like, Hunter, ugh, I don't care about your telescope. So... um finally he fucking stops talking to her after 800 years longest conversation i've ever fucking seen meanwhile i still don't know what blake's history is Know nothing about blake but no god
0: Uh, god forbid if
1: i don't know everything about hunter um
0: and And so then and then we
1: also during this as we get trey and aaron like just be a little they're so gossipy they're just i love talking shit and i honestly am here for it because i like both of them and i don't think either of them are uh right for her but i like them uh you know Trey wants to salsa Aaron just wants friends and I love (laughs) that for both of them great journeys (laughs) so they're just like gossiping I'm like you little shitheads like they just love talking shit I love it and here I sit with a
0: podcast where all I do is talk shit about all these people so so those in uh, relatable those in apartments on Lexington Ave shouldn't throw stones yes Um, correct so then, uh, we see Hunter come back. It's a whole, it's a nothing, a whole lot of nothing, but he comes back and the guys are like, why'd you do that? And Hunter's like, I don't give a shit about you guys. I care about Katie. And that's it. That's the whole conversation. Um, that.
1: They're like, awesome. You seem
0: great. Um,
1: <laughs> you want to meet my parents like fucking asshole. So then we go to the rose ceremony
0: and, um, we go to the rose ceremony and I wrote already with roses are Hunter, Andrew S and Blake. Um, but when I typed Hunter, it autocorrected to Gunther, which took me down a path of Gunther on friends, standing there in a little suit being at a rose ceremony, <laughs> <laughs> being on the bachelorette and
1: Rachel green is the bachelorette. Um, he got a very iconic <laughs> and like Ross wins and Gunther's like the guy that's super pissed, but don't worry. He gets a good paradise cut later. So he's the bartender. <laughs> he ends up being the, the bartender. bartender paradise so yeah we go to the rose ceremony and you get like the panicked guys like we get James and Trey are really panicked because they're like I you gonna any time and it's like okay I mean I don't think she was gonna send Trey home but she, he did get the last rose and I was a little like I don't know yeah um and then going home are again two people I've never seen and in Courtney. my life and Courtney Courtney um and Those again people- yeah I would have loved to learn more about Courtney during his time. And I feel like we got fucking nothing. So the and people now he's that are
0: still here are Gunther slash Hunter, Andrew yeah. S, Blake, Greg, Aaron, obviously for the bestie vibes. Um, Michael A, Connor, James, Justin, Mike P, Brendan, and Trey. So I think now with the guys that we've cut and the two that I didn't know in Courtney, now I feel like we're down to a group of I'm, guys where yeah. I at least know them all by name. Yeah, except Brendan
1: stresses me the fuck out Uh, because we don't see any of him, and then he's just like there, and I'm like, "Uh, and I get him and I get him and James confused too because they both like their faces just look like hockey player um, vibes. Yeah, like hockey player, like they look like they were one time featured in sports illustrated and that's like their whole personality. Like there's just like something super weird happening with both of their faces and I get them confused, but yeah, everyone we have left, I at least like know and recognize and like know their name, which is a good point. I like when we get to this point, because then I care about stuff more. Like I feel like the first few weeks I'm always like, the
0: fuck art. Like, I don't know. I don't know who, that who that any is. of you are. I don't know who that is. Yeah. So um, now we're down to a group of guys that we at least know them all by name. Um, and we already talked about this, but we hear Katie say that she's very proud of Courtney. We don't know why, because we don't know anything about Courtney. Um, maybe I'll go back since we decided, and you know what? That's on us because Katie probably posted about it, but we decided to record a day late. So do you, she did, and I'm gonna go watch it, but do you know who Courtney looks like?
1: Too. I've already said the guy from that TikTok, but that's not what I'm talking about now. The villain, okay, in Lilo and Stitch, <laughs> the <laughs> so there's Jamba and Pleakley. Jamba and Pleakley are the aliens that come down uh, to Hawaii uh, to capture Stitch, and then you have the the big the big ass guy. He doesn't look like Courtney either. He's a big guy, and then there's the general who's in charge of all of them, and she has like a very she's like slim. She's an alien. And he looks like her. Look it up. Look it up. Um, it's like a general or or something. Look it up. If um, you, they look the fucking same.
0: First of all, I don't think I've seen Lilo and Stitch recently enough to even know what you're talking about. But if anyone has, has A, reached the point in the, this episode where you're still here with us, The first person to comment on our episode Instagram post, the name of that character, because I know that you got far enough in this episode to reach (laughs) this dark place. I'll Venmo you $5 for Starbucks. I genuinely want to know if anybody knows what the fuck Emily is talking about. Uh, The end is we get the preview of next week. And the only thing I really wrote down is that Bill Shakespeare is joining us. Because they read some guy wrote a fucking poem and they used it as the voiceover for the entire preview. I want to know who wrote the poem. They didn't show it. But he looks like the alien. So anyway, so I'm just going to, our train went a little bit off track. I'm just going to steer her back, you know? We'll fucking see.
1: I don't know. I'm like, you know what? Blake's here. I have to just like resign myself to that fact unfortunately he's not going to go home as soon as i wish he would as he has last as he did last season so most likely i just have a they're just it's so annoying that they're like good together uh and then
0: so blake points
1: like literally guantanamo bay is where he belongs and instead <laughs> he's on another season of the bachelorette so god damn um
0: but anyway, yeah, that's, that's you know that. That's, that's the other thing we got to post on our social media. I'm going to post a poll to our story. I want to know, are you guys like with us on the Blake Moynes thing? Or are we like such the unpopular opinion? Like, yeah, I gotta know. Are we
1: wrong? Am I the drama? <laughs> um, like, am I wrong? Are we like so off and everybody likes him? Like, I just can't even st- I can't even stand the way he talks. I just hate his yeah. voice. Um, <laughs> I hate everything about him. Blake Moynes, if you want to be a guest on our podcast, please let me know. Um, yeah. Yeah, just DM us. We change on a dime for people who want to be on the podcast. Yeah, anyway, that's what we got. We got just Michael A. being wholesome and no one else being worth anything.
0: That's that's that. That's the end. Go subscribe if you haven't already to don't insult my intelligence on apple spotify uh stitcher google wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts we're probably there if it's not apple or spotify i'm worried about you but that's a, that's okay best <laughs> then while you're on your phone go to instagram follow don't insult my podcast i'm um, sorry we've been slacking on our social media we're gonna be back this this week we'll be back hi uh, yeah let's hope that's a goal that's
1: certainly a goal to set um yeah thank y'all so much be nice tell people that you love us and uh Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your enemies, tell everybody.
0: And And, uh, that's it. we'll, We'll be here next week. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.